Welcome in to Untapped Sports. We are back here after the Thanksgiving break. We've had a week away. Spencer, how was your break? Pretty good. Restful. Much needed. Although I got out of the swing of things. You know how you have to get back into school mode mm-hmm. when there's two Definitely. weeks left and you're like, no. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So. I still wish that we were done at Thanksgiving so we could have like seven weeks off and I could just sleep for a week before I had to do anything else. That'd be marvelous. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But... Nonetheless, here we are back in the swing of things. Well, or sort of. You you were a little sick this week earlier, so you you got a little bit more break too. So I that did. was kind of nice. Just, I faked being sick just to get some rent. No, I'm just kidding. Oh man, uh, there we go. That's the way to do it's it. It's a move. No, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I went. And, uh, I didn't think I had COVID because mm-hmm. it was like just sort of mild yeah. symptoms or whatever. I was like, I'll get checked out. And then I was thinking about it. and I was like, if I get COVID and I have to miss like the, the most two important weeks. two weeks of school, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I, I didn't like, think about that. I was like, you've got to be kidding. And then I didn't, so we're good. But well, good enough. Fair enough, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we got a lot going on. Um, it's been a tough two weeks for Titans fans, but I don't think – well, I want to say this. I want to go on record of saying I had a feeling we were going to lose the Titans game – or excuse me, the Texans game. I just had a bad feeling about it. And because what do we do really well? We, we play down to our opponent. And Texas came in, and I watched that game, and it was a bummer. Um, and then on the flip side of things, too, a game that I think we called was Mac Jones and the Patriots. Oh, that um, was easy Taking money. it to the house, yeah. of course, in a home game against the Titans in a which um, I think we saw a lot of big games in different weather climates play a big role in big games here uh, as we are kind of closing out the middle of the season. I think I mean, we saw that against with Matt Stafford going to Green Bay and playing in the snow. Um, and a game that we'll definitely have to talk about, we haven't even mentioned yet, is the Michigan-Ohio State game, of course, where Ohio State went up to Michigan in the snow and they got destroyed. And yeah. so this, the game wasn't as close as the score really said because I think they lost by, I want to say, two touchdowns. I could be wrong. It's for, uh, which game? Ohio State-Michigan. It's 45-27. Oh, math is not. Uh, what is that? Two touchdowns and a field goal? Pretty much. Maybe. Yeah. So I guess even that doesn't look close. But it was a blowout in all essence, really. Yeah, I mean, offensive overload for the for the Wolverines. Um, I texted I texted Aaron Birch that day, and I said, congratulations, it must be a big day. And he said, yep. He said, poor Brooke, though. <laughs> tough day for oh. her because she's a Ohio State fan. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting, though, to look around the league and see how these colder months maybe play a little bit different against some of these opponents who are more more used to palm trees and, and sunshine and 70 degrees than, than winter weather and 20 degrees sub. So, Watch Michigan lose to Iowa in the championship and then get knocked out of the playoffs. They do all. They beat Ohio State. <laughs> do all that. Lose to Iowa. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, but there's been a lot going on across all sports the last two weeks. Been kind of a bummer. We were off. I feel like we have so much to cover or so much to try and. Everything come into. happens when we're not. Yeah. Recording. We literally. It's not even funny because we'll stop recording and it'll be like. Carlos Correa gets signed, and I'm like, of course. Mike Schilt fired. Yeah, that was like an hour after. Yeah, literally. We're like, are you kidding me? We always record this an hour too early. So annoying. Every time. But, Spencer, talk to me a little bit about how you feel about the Titans after back-to-back losses um, these last two weeks against the Texans and the Patriots. Which, of course, one, let's let's give credit where credit's due before I let you go off the rails, because I know you're going to. you got to rein me in. Um, Mac Jones. He's a stud. He's my guy. Um, Everyone, him and Belichick are just a, they're just a duo. Yeah. They're crazy. I mean, people were having Jamar Chase off his rookie year after the first game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, keep an eye on Mac Jones. And he, Jamar Chase, respect, but he's, I don't want to say falling off, but he hasn't kept up those numbers, which no one could. Yeah. Mac Jones is steady, and he's doing pretty well. Now, he's granted, only gotten better as the year has gone on, too. Yes. Granted, during this stretch, they haven't played amazing teams, but a win's a win. So yeah, They're 8-4, and, four, and yeah. they are in the – here's a crazy thing, though. Um, they're in the mix to be the best team in the AFC, which is insane. AFC is crazy this year, but this is—I th- I think it makes football better. I agree. Instead of having the same three teams competing for the, <laughs> yeah. co- each conference, it's yeah. like literally there's seven teams that could win the AFC. Probably, maybe that's a little much. Five. Yeah. I well, mean, the, you, go ahead. I'm saying you got New England, Baltimore, Titans, Chiefs could still come back. Mm-hmm. Bills. I mean, head-to-heads and all that stuff kind of gets a little messy, and Bills and Patriots still play each other two more times, I think. Correct. So we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, it's anyone's game, which is fun. It's interesting, too. I was watching ESPN yesterday as I was working out, and the kind of the 
the cybermetrics showing that the Chiefs have an 11% chance to win the AFC, which is crazy because they were a team that destroyed the AFC <sighs> conference last year and were in the Super Bowl last year. And so, I don't know. What do you think about the Titans' chances to be kind of random in? Uh, so, Titans are not winning the Super Bowl this year, and they're not getting the one seed. Both kind of go hand in hand. If Titans don't get the one seed, they have no chance to win the Super Bowl, and they're not getting the one seed. All they had to do <laughs> was win these last two weeks. <laughs> Texans game... That was a nightmare. That I was mean, a tough game to that watch. One's like, but that's a gimme. Patriots, you say, okay, that's a tough one. But good teams have to win these tough games. I don't care about injuries. Cardinals have almost as many injuries as we do, and they've been amazing without Kyler and D-Hop. By far, they're two best players. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear excuses. I'm not a Vrabel. I like Vrabel. He's better than a coach we've had since Fisher. I love the culture he's built. He's a good coach. I'm not knocking him. But at some point, you got to call into question. I feel like I've said this every podcast now. The strength and conditioning of this team is pitiful Mm -hmm. this isn't a coincidence all these injuries happen it's poor coaching poor management whatever he let julio not even practice this whole offseason julio was just kind of lollygagging look where that got him yep so on the ir yeah it's ridiculous um well you said earlier in the season you said mike Vrabel could be on the hot seat if they have a tough start if they have a tough go do you think that's still the case here's the thing no because titans fans love to settle yeah it's almost the same thing as vanderbilt in a more or less drastic way where vanderbilt could have a four-win season, and then play a couple teams close, and they're like, okay, good job. When in reality, you shouldn't be selling for something that bad. Titans are the same way. They're like, oh, mm. well, you know, if you would have told us we'd be 8-4 and four with this many injuries, I think we'd all say it. No, that's not how it works. Look at where we were in the season. Look how it's fallen apart. Right. We have a right to be pissed. And other teams, Super Bowl-winning teams, don't collapse like this. Mm-mm. Some of them have sh- shaky starts. The Bucks last year didn't have a great start. They haven't had a great start this year, too, no, but they've come around. But they've come around. So. Yeah. Not good teams don't always start off good, but they always finish good. Titans are not finishing good. Chiefs, that's a great example. That's a great example because the Chiefs is again another team this season, and I think we've yeah. seen a lot of that this year. Yeah. Um, even teams that had high expectations coming into the year that really crashed and burned. Chargers uh, th- come to mind. Exa- or even the Rams. Yeah. I mean, the Rams I mean, don't yeah. look great. That's an easy one. Um, I mean, for a team that has, golly, it feels like everybody on the planet on that team between Matt Stafford, OBJ, the pickup. They got Aaron Donald on defense. I mean. The it's list like, goes on. It's like turning got, off trades on Madden and just yeah. putting all players on one team. That's it what really is. Are. But surprisingly, this is not the simulation where they win the Super Bowl and right. go 18-0. and 0. Yeah. I mean, we thought at the beginning of the season that was going to be the hardest conference. That's fallen apart a little bit. San mm-hmm. Francisco's coming on, but they're not amazing. Seahawks fell apart without Russ. But it's still... That's been a bummer to watch for the Seahawks. Yeah. Granted, they st- so... I don't want to say they should have had the division because Cardinals are very good, but they should be right there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you blame on that. I mean, do you is yeah. there like you look at the Rams? Is there someone you're like? I mean, does it fall on McVay, the head coach, or is it Stafford didn't translate? Like, what what's the deal? It's interesting to think about. I think one thing also that's been really concerning for for one team that I think about a lot is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they've just been like, I feel like the I feel like Ravens fans have got to feel like the Titans fans feel, um, where they're like, what are we? What are we doing? Just like lukewarm excitement. Yeah. You're like, I yeah. guess we have a winning record, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really feel like it. But and, and at the same time, too, you're like, we should be destroying everybody we yep. play. And our MVP quarterback or MVP player, you know, between, well, granted, Derrick Henry doesn't ever look like a freaking rookie. No. Let me say that. He doesn't have bad games. I'm going to knock on wood. He doesn't have bad games. Um, yeah. But that is not to be the, said the same for the Ravens quarterback, who has been struggling himself a little bit lately. Um, and it's, has not looked like himself. No, and it's so funny because he'll – that Monday night win against the Colts where they came back from I don't know how many. He threw 400 yards, great job, good comeback. Mm-hmm. Colts are decent defense, good. But he'll do that, and everybody's like, oh, this is what you call a running back. This guy's great, blah, 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 blah. And then three games later, he'll show you why he's a running back because he can't throw. Like, I don't say he can't throw. He has games where he can sling mm-hmm. the ball as good as anyone. Definitely. But he's not this consistent player. He's a guy – that can maybe get hot, have another MP, MVP season, right? almost like a Cam Newton, go to the Super Bowl, and then it's anyone's game. This isn't like a sustainable – Lamar Jackson's not going to be 32 and be an MVP caliber quarterback. I agree. I agree. It's interesting you bring up Cam Newton too because he got benched this last week. Love um, it. Which Big I'm Cam so hair. happy about yeah. because it's like I, I hated when he came back after he got traded – or. What picked up? Whatever I mean, it was. he was a free agent, I think. I, it was a weird. That was a weird situation, yeah. um, <laughs> in which <laughs> Mac Jones, who comes on a year after <laughs> graduating uh, college, to be better than Cam Newton was all of last year. Oh yeah, which is hilarious. But also credit where credits due. Like I love Mac Jones, um, but but 
it's interesting to look at a guy like this because he comes in as his game after on on a red zone line in touchdown run in like for like a yard and screams at the camera I'm back. Uh, um, he sounded like a grandma that lost yeah. her voice. Yeah, and no one was talking about. It. They're like, oh, that's sick. No, he sounded stupid, and he wasn't even starting. Mm-mm. Like, uh, I, uh, yeah, I can't stand him. Also, uh, another team that's been kind of. Just uh, I don't really know what to think about it. A team that I was kind of excited to watch this year, even though I'm a Packer fan. I was kind of excited to see Justin Fields play. He's injured right now. Of course, Darnold's in doing his thing. Um, they had a fun game last week, but also pretty underwhelming. Uh, probably one of the worst <laughs> Thanksgiving games I've ever <laughs> watched at and you, all. <laughs> and you knew it, too. When you saw this matchup, you're like, I'd almost rather not watch football. I'd rather yeah. watch a high school game. For a Lions-Bears game on, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, just a, a team that combined, I think, both teams had like four wins, and I think all those wins were, the, were Bears wins. Yeah, I, I mean, that. I just don't get it. Um, no, I will say, though, the Raiders game was pretty fun to watch. Um, they said that was the most watched regular season football game since like the 90s. Yeah. Crazy. That game was fun to watch. Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro did their thing. Hunter Renfro, shout out. He was my flex that week. Oh, see, I'm so mad because I literally turned that game on and I was like, I feel like I should start him this week. Goes off for like 20 points. I was like, it. Yeah, he had a good week. It wouldn't have made a difference in my in my line. But okay. um, but nonetheless, though, Patrick Mahomes was out this week because it was his bye week. So I was I was missing some points from my from my star quarterback. <laughs> so yeah. that didn't really go my way, I should say. But what do you think the timeline is, though, for the Titans? Because if Henry comes back healthy, come, oh, gosh, if we don't get the one seed, which is probably unlikely now unless we do some crazy crap. I mean, a lot would have to happen for us to get the one seed. I Here's agree. the terrifying part. We had this division locked up five weeks ago. Yep. The Colts are now two games back. Mm-hmm. Like, they could very easily win this division. Well. Which is the saddest excuse. Like, I do I love the Titans? Yeah. I buy their merch. I'm a Titans guy. I got the flags in my room. It was painted Titans blue when I was a kid. Actually, it still is. And I love the Titans. Yeah. But I hate the Titans. Mm-hmm. It's so, on every season since I've been alive, has been the most underwhelming season. Mm-hmm. We're either, back in the Jeff Fisher days, Chris Johnson, a little bit of that Vince Young era, a little bit before, Double-digit win season's great. Nothing came out of it. Yeah, you had a CJ2K year. That was fun to watch. I remember mm-hmm. that. Nothing came out of it. Terrible for the next five years. Get Mariota, get a cool playoff win. Nothing comes of it. Then you get here, and then you, oh, all the way to the AFC Championship. Cool. Nice little bragging rights for a minute. They had a great Cinderella run. Nothing came out of it. Yeah, they got destroyed. 20 years yeah. of just nothing coming out of yeah. it. It's just, it's hard to win. It doesn't matter who the owner is, who the GM is, who the coaches, who the players are. If they have the name Titans on their uniform, they're going to underperform. Well, I think one thing that's been a hard it's been a hard bargain for the Titans has been uh, there's been another running back in the league who's been doing things that, that Derrick Henry normally does, and he's on the Colts. No, no, come on. I sw- if I hear <laughs> if I hear one more person say Jonathan Taylor for MVP, you're not going to hear from that person again. And yes, I will have done it. I'll be on the news, not for reasons my mother would like, but for hurting that. Person, whoever it is. So you really think Taylor's not good enough to win an MVP? No, no, it's not that. Okay, what's Derrick Henry gets the third best season a running back has ever had in the history of the NFL last year. Okay, doesn't get one MVP vote. Yeah, one overall MVP. Not vote. even one. Nope. No one's like, oh yeah, no, no. And then Jonathan Taylor, who's not even going to touch his numbers, Mm-mm. maybe in touchdowns. Right. Well, not and, and let's be real. I think the biggest discrepancy here is that he's in and, and Henry's not. Yeah, and that's by the way. Guess who hasn't played football since October? And the last game they played was on a broken foot, and is still second in the NFL in rushing yards. <laughs> Derek Daddy Henry. Daddy, that's who it is. Daddy Henry. And I'm so. And here's the thing. I want to say this. I'm glad I'm going to bring this up. Every time I see a comment section, why do I check comments? I know it's going to piss me off. I do it. <laughs> Every time someone will say, Derrick Henry still second rushing yards, whatever it is, or still mm-hmm. leading back when he was, when he had been out. Right. They'll say, well, he still has more carries than Jonathan Taylor. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Give Jonathan Taylor Derrick Henry's workload and his body would break in half. Exactly. And explain to me why quarterbacks who are up for MVP, when you look at their passing yards, no one ever brings up their attempts. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it only with running backs? Mm-hmm. Talk about average. Okay, who cares? They're vital enough to that team that they give them the ball so often. I'm so sick of that average yards per carry, whatever. Like, is, does it matter? Yeah. It's not like Derrick Henry's is two. Yeah. It's like four something. Okay. Yeah. It's like point three. Let who cares? Yeah. I just ugh, 
I get I get so irritated so easily. I got a lot of issues, man. It's <laughs> uh, okay. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. You said air. This is really, out. huh? I said we just get to air everything out. Yeah. No. This is this is essentially a therapy session. We're just calling a podcast. Is really what it for me. <laughs> this is really what it is. I I pay John by the hour just for this, and he just listens and diagnoses me. I haven't been billed yet. Oh yeah. Well, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you some NFTs in replace. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> well, let's be real. How likely do you think it is that the Titans can can put anything together? I think the Titans still end up winning the division. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, they they didn't they? I mean, they've played the Colts twice already. Have they swept not? them? Yeah, so they won both those games. Swept the Colts, lost to Houston. That just nah. I I had a feeling. I just want to say I just had a feeling. Yeah, it's um, typical. Titans. Yeah, I think they win here. I know honestly, I think they win the division. I think they lose first round. There's not a team I look at that I don't think without Derrick Henry. We have a chance. Wouldn't beat us. Yeah. Derrick, but here's the thing. Without the first round bye, most likely that first week is Derrick Henry's first week back. Derrick Henry's superhuman. He's great and he's all that. You can't expect a guy who hasn't worked out in 10 weeks mm-hmm. to come and be the same dude the next week. He needs yeah. that extra week to get back in the rhythm. Well, look at Saquon Barkley, for example, for yeah. of a running back who um, has just continually hit wall after wall. And I'm not saying Henry's going to do that because I think he's a different build. I, I want to believe that Derrick Henry's built different. And he is. He's proven that. It's mm-hmm. just that there's only so much you can ask of someone. Correct. Especially on such a little time. Yeah. Do I expect Derrick Henry to be the same the same running back next year? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Post 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 this season, definitely. But do I do I expect him to be the same running back week one of the playoffs after missing the last ten weeks? No. I just don't. No. I, mean, I just don't think that's fair. I, I just don't. Yeah, I agree. And I last thing I'll say about it is when you look at these AFC teams, Bills, we play them again, they're going to win. Chiefs, we play them again, they're going to win. Steelers, I don't, I know Steelers, Steelers look terrible. They look terrible, but I, there's they got ways they can beat it. I don't know. Titans have shown nothing that we look good. Mm-hmm. So that that game, I don't think is a win for Titans. Maybe we're favored slightly, mm-hmm. barely. I think Steelers could win that. Bengals, Joe Mixon's a freak. Joe Burrow's playing good. Their defense has stepped up. Joe Mixon had 30 points last week. Yeah. He is the reason why I lost in fantasy last week. Tough. Um, there's there's just so many teams that could beat them first round. I don't see us advancing. Well, let me ask you this because it, I, I want to I talk about this team um, and this quarterback more so than anything. Um, but the Bengals and Joe Burrow, um, what a match made in heaven. I mean, when you, when you think about – I mean, I, I'm curious to see how this changes the landscape for a lot of guys, um, especially when it comes to – the fact that you draft Joe Burrow in a year, and then the next season you have the opportunity to draft Jamari Chase right out of the first round of the lottery. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm curious if that's going to change the landscape of a lot of other teams to pursue some of these kind of off-field connections. Because one thing that I was like kind of crossing my fingers for was that um, was that this would get to happen, is that yeah. they would get to see this line. Because I was like, I think this would be really special to see this happen. I mean, like, even what would it look like if Devonta Smith and and – and Mac Jones ever hooked up again? I mean, that Crazy. would be insane. Yeah. Because um, I think Devonta Smith is, though he's small, I think he's one of the fastest humans in the NFL. To his credit, I mean, yeah, he was small. He's played really well, yeah. considering he's on a terrible team. Well, with a good quarterback, Hertz is a Hertz is a pass heavy quarterback, and I think that we saw that too. I don't think Hertz is necessarily the guy that you're going for, but he's he's on the. I think Hertz is a guy on the top tier of the B level. You know what I mean? He can win you game. Yeah, exactly. Did you see the Eagles game, though, Mm-mm. against the Giants? Mm-mm. Dude, Jalen Rager. Has there been a worst first-round pick <laughs> in the last, I don't know how many years? Like, and people say, oh, there's been guys, Isaiah Wilson, that never even played. Honestly, I'd rather have that. Yeah. At least he's not on the field hurting us. Mm-hmm. Like, Jalen Rager, to win, the, it's fourth and whatever, long. They're at, like, the 30, the Eagles. They're down by six, seven. They're down by six. <laughs> they, yeah, it's seven to 13. Jalen Rager earlier had dropped a pass down the sideline. That was a tough catch. Defender on him. Maybe thought it should have been P.I., so I'll give him that. Into the game, he's standing right at the goal line. So, like, would have been a touchdown. Hands up, and at first, he goes up, and he just doesn't come down with it. And you see a defender there, and you're like, okay, maybe the defender was kind of all over him. Show the replay. Defender wasn't even touching him. He jumps. It gets in his hands, just drops. To, mm. win, the fourth, to win the game, there's like two seconds left. Unbelievable. Dude is... He was drafted over A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, who I don't like, but D.K. But Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, yeah. Debo Samuel. He was like the first wide receiver. T- I'm like, dude. Mm-hmm. All these GMs try to outsmart. They're like, okay, clearly this guy's the best, but I know more than you do, so this, let me get this skill guy and show you that I'm a good GM. No, go with the better guy. Yeah, yeah, please. It's kind of like in the NBA when we talk about, they always say draft talent over fit. 
Yeah. Like, I think the Warriors could be asking themselves that question with, like, James Wiseman and LaMelo Ball. You could ask yeah. yourself, did, would it have made more sense to get a guy like LaMelo? And, I, I mean, it does it does beg a lot of questions, um, always down, down the line a little bit, if they pan out about what happens to some of the other guys that, of course, maybe would have or do pan out. So, like, example, like Jordan Poole, who has put up 18 points per game on, like, on like 47% efficiency from the field, which is crazy for a guy that's only 22 years old, which is insane. Yeah. Um, You're big on him. I am big on him. He's he's one of my favorite people to watch in the NBA right now. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm curious to see how that's gonna to how it's gonna impact the future of, of draft lottery. What that looks like because if you have the opportunity to, to link guys up from from a year to year, especially when there's continually going to be teams like Ohio State, Michigan. Um, I don't like Notre Dame, so they can they can f Even right off Brian that Kelly list. apparently. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Al- the Alabama, especially the Alabama Georgia Clemson's though, when you have the opportunity to see guys go from you know their senior season to their or excuse me their junior season, I guess, and then they can be drafted after their third year, um, going from their junior season to then their being drafted, and then the guy underneath them stepping up, who's maybe a receiver who gets to then link back up with a guy. I mean, that's incredible, especially when those teams might not be great the next year, but you still got this really electric matchup. So, I mean, example to the LSU Tigers, who didn't have a great success, successionable season after they won their national championship because they didn't have Joe Burrow. And they um, lost everyone, in fairness. Yep. Lost everyone. And then, except Vandy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I meant they lost all the players. Oh, I see. Not I lost see. Two, I see. I was like, wow. But that... Thank yeah. you for that, though. That My was bad. Great. That yeah. was kind of a low um, blow. Uh, um, <laughs> um, no, but then getting say, to link back up with Jamar Chase, I mean, I, I just thought that was such a genius move. I agree. Sidebar real quick, mm-hmm. under 30 seconds. Vanderbilt, I'm begging you as a fan, <laughs> get rid of the football <laughs> program, cancel it, tear down the stadium, do away with the entire program, invest every dollar you have in 30% into basketball, mm-hmm. 70% into baseball. Make yep. it the greatest baseball. It's already the best program. Make it the best environment. Mm-hmm. In college baseball and even maybe some other levels too. Pro just levels, honestly. God, get rid of the program. Yeah. Oh my, I can't do this every week. It's so sad. To, it's so sad to turn on a Vandy game and see like ten people in the stands, like a Division that, One game. Because like, look, I get it. Like the Titans are like the, the main show in town when it comes to football, but it's not even that. Like, like, ugh. yeah. If they were better, would there be more people? Yes. There still would not be a ton because one, the argument of Vanderbilt not having a lot of people, they're these. Far and away, the smallest school in the SEC. Tiny. They have less than 10,000 undergrad. If it wasn't for baseball, they wouldn't be there. No. And so, yes, but I'm saying it's such a small school. There's less students to be there, less alumni, less parents, less everyone because you have less enrollment. Mm -hmm. And then, so there's not going to be as many people there. Yes, if it was better, people would come. But still, people talk about getting outnumbered on when we play SEC teams. How it's always Georgia Red when we play Georgia, whoever. Yeah. Like I said, not a lot of Vandy fans. They, Georgia has probably three times as three to four as many times students, which means alumni, parents, and what what city is Vanderbilt in? A city people want to come to. Yeah. What would you rather do? Go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to go watch your team, or come to Nashville to watch mm-hmm. your team? What would you rather do? Easy. Nashville. By far the best destination yeah. in the SEC. Agreed. So. Yes, Vanderbilt stinks. I'm not here to defend Vanderbilt, and yes, we don't have a lot of fans in parts because we're not good. Another part is though is a lot of other factors that people just like to not even look at. But mm-hmm. oh, definitely. You had a nice transition into basketball though a second ago. Yes, let's do that. Yes, so let's talk because it's been a pretty interesting last month um, for getting just I think finally seeing a lot of teams come to fruition in the league. Um, but my team, mm, my Golden State Warriors, are back right, kind of poised for kind of finals contention um the lakers look terrible um i'll get into them in a second because um, it's the question of like who to blame but the team that i think this that deserves the most credit though is the phoenix suns who went 16 and 0 in the month of november um and are tied now with the warriors for the best uh for, for the best record in the league and the best record in the, in the western conference at 18 and 3 after a win the other night against the warriors in a game where Miles Bridges absolutely, or excuse me, I think Mikel Bridges it is, uh, absolutely locked up Steph Curry. So pretty dang good game for them. Uh, Booker did leave with a, with a hamstring injury in the third quarter, I think it was. Um, so he was, 
I haven't heard uh, kind of his status quite yet, but you know, missing a piece like that, a score like like Booker is going to be huge. But the league's been kind of on fire, though. Uh, a lot of teams that are just doing really crazy things. But there is a lot of drama still surrounding the league because Kyrie Irving's not playing, Ben Simmons is not playing, John Wall is not playing. He's getting paid forty-one million dollars to sit on his butt, which just sounds amazing. Um, I mean, I'd take that check. So it's pretty crazy looking around the league. Um, give a quick shout out to our Lipscomb graduate, though Garrison Matthews, who's been falling out with the Houston Rockets. Scary Gary. Um, yeah, dog. You see my <laughs> yeah, scary Gary, dude. He is a professional shooter. So excited to see. I always love watching him play well, especially when he gets touches because he's just he's such a good player. He's a very good player. Um, he can shoot the lights out. Um, I mean, I, he's a great guy to have on your bench. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I was so surprised, too, actually, when he actually declined. Granted, <coughs> so they drafted – so the Wizards drafted Corey Kispert, and then it just did not make sense for Gary to say that because Kispert is essentially the same player but younger um, and with a Power 5 background and a championship. So it just didn't make as much sense. Um thought he was going to stay with the Celtics. But the Celtics have so many shooters. It didn't make sense either. I, yeah. I was just surprised that a team like the 76ers or the Bucks didn't go after him. Um, but he wasn't talked to the Lakers, oh, though, too. Because, he'd be great on the Bucks bench. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers, too. I mean, as much as you can hate LeBron. Um, and I do. <laughs> yeah. But even him and, I mean, him and Russ played together, though, in Washington, too, though. So that would have been also a good link up for, for, for Westbrook to have, which is kind of crazy to put those two in the same sentence. Um, and, uh, pretty cool. Go but, Bison. Yeah. <laughs> But so yeah, I'll I'll get off my tirade about how much I love watching G Money play and just be a sniper in the league. But yeah, pretty interesting time we're seeing though. Um, Bucks look better. Um, standings are kind of still on their head a little bit. It'll take some more time for this to shake out. But 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 the Los Angeles Lakers look awful, and, and, and I'm, I'm so okay with it. Yep. yep. Um, Russell Westbrook needs to get benched. Um, it's such a signing I've ever seen. I've been listening to a lot of The Ringer, and they've been talking a lot about this and just how, (laughs) you know, we were going to see these game time moves come down to it throughout the season and see how Westbrook kind of panned out. But the thing is, though, is that he hasn't really panned out. He's shooting like under 30% from the field. Him and AD cannot find any sort of synchronicity through the pick and roll. Um, He can't be the third best player on the team. No. It's it's, not. It doesn't work. And the thing, too, is it's like if he's going to be the best guy on the floor – then put him on your bench unit and let him be the best guy on the floor in in those minutes where AD and LeBron, who is still out, by the way, because of COVID symptoms now. Or even just take take LeBron out, let him, because LeBron kind of plays point a lot, let Russ be the point. Even if AD's there, I don't think that'll hurt Russ because he's always had at least yeah. usually someone addition to, like KD or whatever. So that's fine. But having all three on the same time, not going to work. Yeah, it just doesn't. I just don't think it's fine. It's not tracking at all quite yet. No. And so I'm really interested to see how that's, how this kind of turns out. But right now, though, I mean, here's the thing that's crazy. So the Warriors lose to the Suns the other night in a game against in a game that was pretty tight throughout. Uh, it was like a two-point game through, through every single quarter, um, except for the fourth in which the, the Suns really kind of pulled away. Um, crazy part is, though, is that this is a night where Steph didn't have his best night, first Can of all. I just all. say, I saw his stats, and the sports center was like, off night for Steph, whatever. Yeah, not a good night. If that's any other player, you're like, all right, not not awesome. You're like, but made some shots. Right. Like, and it, it wasn't a good night, so I'm not saying it was like 40% and they're thinking it's bad for Steph. Like, it wasn't Something a like good six night. six points, yeah. No, but, like, some of his stuff, like, he still did, impacted that game in mm-hmm. certain ways, and it's like. It was so close. It's just the fact that that can be a terrible game for you just means you're just stupid. Well, and still only lost by like eight or twelve. Stupid good. Not it was <laughs> yeah. No, and so the thing that's interesting to me though is that there's one thing here, Spence. This team is still two players short. God help us when they come back. Yeah, I mean, Clay, just pack it up and go home. Seriously, Clay's going to come back around Christmas time. Looks like he was scheduled to be running full scrimmages. Excuse me, twelve minute scrimmages. Um, and Steve Kerr answered Sam like he looked a little bit too fatigued still quite yet, but then he just got op- de- like he just got option now to go play for the Santa Cruz Warriors mm-hmm. um, in California, and so it's like. But you know the players that are playing against him are just like, come on, man! Like you don't belong here. Like Clay, we have to go against you right now. <laughs> Clay is on the way back, um, and I'm all about it because well, I just freaking love the fact that he's going to be back here soon. Um, the NBA is so, better when he's playing. Exactly. No and and it was funny. I was talking to my buddy last night, and he was like, 
he's like, yeah, I was like, like checking on things with like the Suns game, whatever. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy that like that Clay's almost come back. And I was like, he said, because he's a LeBron guy, but he was like, yeah, it's just so fun because um, it's so. He's like, who doesn't like the Warriors? Because they're just so fun to watch. Like they think the only reason you cannot like the Warriors is because you're from Cleveland. That's probably the only thing. And then you can't now because I get the KD thing. Mm-hmm. We don't like him fine. But now, but they were they're still without KD. That has been my favorite NBA team of all time to watch. Exactly. I've been alive for very long. But fair enough. But I was so telling fun. I was telling my buddy I was like they just have a showtime factor to them, which okay. I think is what really attracts them to the game, attracts new fans to the game. I mean, it's Steph Curry is the reason why I started watching NBA basketball. Yep. And so same here. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Um, because that was 2014-15 when they won their first championship against the Cavs. That's right when I started getting, like, I'd always mm-hmm. watched, like, just watched sports as a kid. But, like, when I actually started getting into it was that season because of Steph Curry. Exactly. I mean, he he really, I don't know if anyone has changed the game. I know it was a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But really no one's changed the game like him. Because it makes every kid feel like they can play. Exactly. And here's all you got to be is six foot two and shoot the ball. Here's the funny part. Steph's a small guy, quote unquote. He's not small. He's not small. He's taller than me. I'm yeah. not that tall, but like he's taller than me. He's jacked. Mm-hmm. It's just when he stands next to Anthony Davis, he doesn't look big. Mm-mm. Like dude's yeah. not small. But remember, at the I, same time, I met someone. I met someone who actually. I might have talked about this uh, before, uh, but I met someone at a church trip that I went to that I went on to in uh, in high school who um, he has he has a disease that. He was pretty. He was super normal. It was like he was like about to die. But he has a, a disease that he struggled with, and actually got to do, like do a Make a Wish Foundation thing. Great. And the Golden State Warriors flew them and their family out there. He got to meet the team, got their autographs and everything. Wow. And, but he, the, the one thing he told me he was like, he was like, they look small, right? He's like, they look all of them, like Clay, Kevin, Steph. He's like, they are enormous oh, human yeah. beings. Um, it was funny. I. <laughs> I gave Rachel a hug yesterday, and she like it was in her closet. That she has like a little step stool, to, like gets like the top shelves because she's like five foot one. She's pretty short, <laughs> um, and so she's maybe five three. I might be giving her a little bit too much, but so she was standing on like this like like it was like a foot tall like step stool, and I was like, wait, come here. And so I was like, I want to stand on this and see how tall I am, and I was like, this probably puts me at, like six nine or six ten, and I was like, holy crap, I cannot imagine being this tall, like. <sighs> Like looking, because like crazy. I was looking down at her, and she was like, "You may now kiss the bride." That's and I was like, "I like leaning down." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "This would be crazy." Yeah, um, I, I mean, I would love to be able to dunk. I wouldn't want to be that tall, in just in day to day life, but I would love to dunk. So there, I would love to be able to throw down one between the legs and just look <sighs> nice. Um, but yeah, so those guys are pretty crazy. Steph's putting up some MVP numbers. KD's having a great season too. I will say though, I have to ask. <laughs> Did you see the meme about Kevin Durant and his ashy legs? Yes. And <laughs> Bro's bravo, got some sandpaper skin. Bravo to whoever did it. And, dude, KD is – Oh, my god! I used to defend KD when he first came to the Warriors. Yeah. Everybody was saying, I'm like, no. Me dude, too. Dude's a good dude, blah, 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 blah. Dude is softer than Charmin. I think I've said that before <laughs> on here. Dude, I mean, it's uh, – did you see his tweets that he was going on a rant about? Yeah. It's like, F you, man, like all this. We're talking to a fan. Dude, shut up. Like, no one – Stop. Like, just put the phone down. Mm-hmm. You're Kevin. I'm not saying athletes aren't people, all that, whatever. Don't look at it. Yeah. Also, why do you care? Mm-hmm. You're Kevin Durant. He, he, I saw my, my favorite tweets. He said, he's just like, bruh, I'm about, to, I said, I'm about to use that FU I got in a wallet kind of, kind of, kind of come back. And I was like, yeah, that's fair, but you still got, like, you can't afford some, some almond oil or whatever it is to put on your that legs. Was, I was like, dude. Coconut oil, yeah. Yeah. Looking pretty ashy, my dude. That but was pretty funny. Yikes. Um, yeah. I I love where the NBA is at. I think the NBA is in a similar situation that the NFL is right now, where we're seeing like a lot of teams play. And it makes – here's the thing, too. It makes it makes the postseason so much more fun to watch um, because in these two-verse-seven or three-six, sometimes a one-eight matchup, not as much um, – but I guess even last year, though, I mean, the Lakers were the eight seed playing the one seed Suns, and there, I mean, that was a six game series, you know. And so there's a little bit of this, like, well, like, you know, if the Lakers play well, they could find a way to do it. But um, it's kind of crazy to think about how the how last year a one seeded Lakers team was was barely the underdog. Yeah. And so I think I love that that sentiment of what that brings to the game, um, and I think that that's actually a really good transition point to baseball. Um, because, yeah, because 
for those of you who are living under a rock and don't know, a collective bargaining agreement was not reached between the owners and the Players Association. Well, in fairness, the 8 billion people were probably waiting for us to tell them about That's this. Fair. So That's that fair. So that might be why. Yeah, quick anyway, thinking. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> no agreement is reached, though, and so now the MLB is in a lockout, which for Spencer and I, who are both, you're 22, right? 21. Okay. 22 in three months. Got it. I'm a spring birthday. Spring is either, you're either super young, super old. Kind of Fair sucks, enough. But. Yep. Okay. Well, either way, you and I have never experienced a lockout in our lives like our parents have. Um, I was hoping seven, I wouldn't have to. Agreed. And so the crazy thing was, I was listening to Jeff Sons, um kind of video talking about it on MLB Tonight. And he said, did you expect this to come after the off season or after when the off season began? And he said, well, I hate to be the guy who's like, yes, like I was right, but yes. He said, when I was at the meetings in 2016, I talked to the players and they said there will be a labor war in the year of 2021 because that was when the collective bargaining agreement would be up, which it is. Um, There's a lot of just, I think, haste on both sides. Um, And I want to hear your kind of thoughts about this because I've been trying to research and understand it better. Um, But there's just a lot of, there's a lot of I's and T's that need dots and that need dots and crosses. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I know everything about it. Um, But what I will say, some people have used the argument of it's millionaires versus billionaires arguing about money. So why should we care? I get that to an extent. Yeah. At the same time, you know, they know their worth, they know all this and it's come a long way. I mean, the money Mickey Mantle was getting is even with inflation, nowhere near. So it's just, it's different. They know, like they know that I don't have a problem with that really. It's not that I'm even taking sides. Uh, and there's also more that goes into it, like with the minor league systems. Agreed. And giving them fair share and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, especially when you look across other sports yeah. and seeing how they do it so so efficiently and effectively. I mean, even when you look, like when you look at the NFL and you have training camp teams, um, and the, but you also have guys, I mean, you have second, third, fourth string guys um, who are on your team who might not be in an active roster, um, but they have to be ready because guys get injured pretty effectively and, in, and, and often in the NFL because it's so physical. Yeah. But they're on, they're on roster and getting paid and making good enough money that they don't have to do something different. No, I agree. It's, yeah, the minor league thing is a whole uh, kind of a separate thing, not necessarily separate, but it's, it's messed up. But I just think, I told you this before, so you'll hear me repeat myself. But for the 8 billion people that didn't hear this, <laughs> I... It's just such a black eye for the sport. And I'm not saying whether I get yeah. it or don't get it because you got to negotiate and I get all that. Other sports have had it before. I get all that. Yeah, Baseball is the only sport. NFL tried to for a minute. Now they've kind of gone to the more trying to be like a progressive sport. But baseball has sold itself. I mean, they've tried to do that too, but baseball has. But they've normally sold themselves as America's pastime, this pure sport, family, day at the ballpark, this that mm-hmm. kind of sport. They've had so many black eyes. But from lockouts back in the 90s to steroid era mm-hmm. to, the, I mean, Black Sox was a long time ago. But it just seems like every now and then there's just something. And it's like. Even the cheating scandal that happened with the Astros. I think that even, oh, that's even a how great I, example. How I forget that? <laughs> and then, Less removed from the organization of baseball. But, but I will say on the other side of things, though, definitely handled poorly by the management of baseball. And it always, ha- I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know every commissioner ever of baseball. Rob Manfred sucks. it doesn't seem like in the recent time <laughs> yeah. there's been a commissioner where people have been, like, on board with him, like, all right, that guy, we want that guy. I just, at least yeah. in a while. Well, and it's, well, and let me add this to to that point. It's hard because the commissioner is, is definitely the guy that has to fall. Like, so as much as I'm not a huge fan of Rob Manfred, and I don't think a lot of people are, um, the commissioners of most sports are always in the toughest situation because they are always the guy who has to fall on their sword no matter what because it's either for the players or it's for the owners. And they are kind of the – I mean, they're the middle ground between those two parties. And so when that guy is getting paid by the owners who are paying the players, but he's got to be the guy also that keeps the players happy so that the owners are staying happy about winning, I think that it makes a difference. And the biggest part about this collective bargain agreement that I read of Manfred's letter to ba- like to baseball fans was that they want to continue to create an atmosphere where teams can have success. Because, And I, here's the thing, though. This is a part of me that I really do agree with this movement is that the Los Angeles Dodgers cannot continue to buy out every single all-star. Granted, does that mean anything in baseball? Not always. However, though, I mean, it almost guarantees you a postseason spot. It does, and so what they're trying to to protect is kind of the emotion and 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 the mentality of the game, which is to keep it fair all the way across. Because it's not too fair that a team like, I mean, I think we saw. I mean, let's look back right at the Oakland Athletics versus the New York Yankees. This is the Moneyball just 
format, I guess I would say, um, is that we had two teams who are dealing with millions of dollars of difference. I mean, I think in, in 02 or whatever it was, it was like 125 or 26 million versus the 40 million that the Oakland Athletics have. At most. And, and that's, you know what's crazy? That's 20 years ago. That's not that long ago. Hmm. That's not that long ago. Yeah. And now we're talking about Corey Seager just signing a 10-year, $325 million extension with the Texas Rangers, which is a whole different conversation. We'll get into free agency. But, I mean, I, I have to feel that kind of certain way where rookie deals need to be a little bit more, they need to be a little bit longer. Arbitration needs to work out a little bit differently. There needs to be more protection for the players, especially rookies, because here's the thing too. We're seeing a lot of young guys. I mean, the first two that come to my mind are Ronald Acuna and, um, gosh, shortstop, uh, Wander Franco for the Rays, who signed small contracts because you know why? They're trying to make sure that they are financially secure for the rest of their lives, for their families, for their kids, for their future kids, for their future for their future kids' kids, because they know what it's like to live in situations where you don't know where the next paycheck's coming from. And the biggest tweet that I saw kind of rotating around social media was, you really go from eating ramen noodles a day to, the, to six days later getting paid $100 million in baseball. And that... Although it sounds like a kind of like an American dream, like you go from kind of like scrunching it to being on top, that's not how it should be when in the minor leagues you're getting paid basically zero dollars um, to pay for your own housing, to pay for your own food, um, and barely be able to do that while also trying to be a major league baseball player. It, it definitely adds a privilege to the sport to people who have money, and I think that's what the MLB is trying to mitigate. I agree. I mean, there, there's just so – there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, so it's not even where I'm saying like it's a – mistake i get their stuff to figure out it's just that it stinks because you're taking a game that's already losing fans and you're not helping yourself and again i get it might be necessary like there has to be negotiate i get all of it but i'm just telling you manfred if you're listening which you probably are (laughs) because there's eight billion people is it's not a good look and i know it doesn't fall all fall on him and like you said it is a hard job i get that but there's certain decisions that have been pretty easy that he's messed up but it just okay. It just stinks. <laughs> I just hit my earpiece on the mic. It uh, it stinks for the sport because I also think this is going to lead to more changes because they've already changed little things that are just so stupid. Getting rid of the intentional walk, like the pitch clock and all this stuff, which I, I don't hate as much as the intentional walk thing. But certain things where it's just like, first of all, you get to be an idiot to make that change where you're like, oh, the game's too slow. Let's speed it up. Let's take out something that takes at most forty five seconds. That happens once every few games. Mm-hmm. No one who didn't watch baseball because it's too long was like, oh, they took out the intentional walk. Now I'll watch a game. Yeah. It's a stupid thing. It's like NFL, they shortened overtime. It's like, you think people watch this whole game and then they're going to turn it off in overtime? Exactly. Like, <clears throat> now football ends in a tie. I mean, it, it could end in a tie, but it rarely did because there was more time to score. Exactly. It's the stupidest. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like ties. The only, the only place where I think ties should be, let alone, is soccer. Yeah, because I because sometimes defense is just so fleeting. It is funny you see Um, football guys like sort of a cliche kind of they usually seem more of a like a southern kind of country accent, just the way they've been portrayed. (laughs) But these football guys are like soccer is not a real sport. Any sport that ends in a tie ain't a real sport and all that. And half of them don't know that football ends in ties (laughs) or that it can. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, No, but but. I definitely see your point, though, because I think that what the only is trying to do is kind of protect the future of the, the future of the game, which because. Money's going to continue to inflate, right? So can, contracts are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And look at the—I mean, look at the NBA. I mean, Harden almost signed a sixty million dollar a year contract. That is ridiculous money. Max Scherzer just signed a forty-four million dollar a year contract with incentives that can get him forty-six million dollars a year. That is crazy. Leave money. it to the Mets for that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they'll still miss the playoffs. But oh yeah, well no. Here's what's going to happen: they'll be leading in July, mm-hmm. fall apart at the end, and then let one of the other NLE's teams take up. And Jacob DeGrom's going to get injured again. Poor sure, guy. of course. Man, I love to love him. I like it's DeGrom. tough. Listen, I will say this, though. He stays healthy. Ooh, that's a tough rotation. That's Ooh. a tough rotation. That's fair. Take the over on their strikeouts every game. If you're <laughs> Just take the over. Dear God, that would be unbelievable. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, real quick, speaking of Go betting, for it. I'm sorry. Uh, Patriots actually helped me out. Normally, I try not to bet with uh, around Titans games, either for or against them. This was a lot. So many people okay, are sitting Pete there. Rose. <laughs> so many people were sitting there telling me, uh, Titans, we play good to our, we play up to our opponents, whatever. We could beat the Patriots. No. Here's why. The Patriots aren't a, like this team that's thought of as really good. 
like the Rams, like the Bills, like whatever, where it's like, okay, these are teams atop the conference. Patriots have been a quiet good team. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. They're built so well from the ground up, we had no chance. The line was somehow Patriots only minus seven. Minus six and a half at first. Then when A.J. Brown got ruled out, went to minus seven. How much did you bet? No. I took an alternate line because I'm like, this is free money. Took Patriots minus 13 and a half. I'm like, they'll win by two touchdowns. Took Titans to score over nine and a half points. Guy was kind of free. And then to score over uh, 0.5 touchdowns. Nothing crazy. Won like 150 bucks. I'm like. What'd you put down? Like 20. That's crazy. Nothing crazy. Nice little parlay. I'm like, dude, anyone that remotely thinks the Titans have a chance, you're delusional. And I love Titans fans, but they'll, every morning they're like, I still love this team no matter what. It's like, no, it's okay to be pissed at this team. Yeah. It's like in last, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going back on Titans. No, game. it's okay. We'll beat someone like the Rams, whatever, and then we'll <laughs> we'll call out national media. We're like, oh, you're gonna finally respect us now, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like you should respect us, you hate us because we're small market and all that, which is probably true. Then we lose to the Texans. <laughs> and you know they're just sitting there like this is why we don't do it's like just shut up. They're just sitting there thinking, shut up, Titans fans. This is because we know you. Mm-hmm. We know you guys lose to bad teams. This is why we don't do it. Yep. Anyway, that was a mini side rant. Well, sorry. let me let me kind of transition. <laughs> so there's been a lot of free agency moving. Yes. Um, the Mets have been busy. Um, they've been darn busy, too. Uh, they signed Scherzer. They signed Marte, uh, which I actually like that. I like that. That's one of my favorite signings, in all, in all honesty. Marte. I like Marte a lot. I thought they paid a lot for him. I agree. Um, but they're New York, so they pay what they want. It's fair. What do you think about his health, though? I think when he's healthy, he's the guy. I mean, when he's healthy, he's great, but can he stay that way? That's the question. Or do Mets just have a roster of great potential but injuries? Yeah, I call it a nursing home, actually. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's funny. I was listening to Ringer, and they were talking about how, um, you know, the Staples Center is being renamed to the Crypto.com, or like the CryptoCoin.com arena. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a $700 million naming. Uh, how does Staples even have the money for this still? That's what, it's so funny you say that because everyone was like, everyone was like, when well, you think Staples, you don't think about like Staples, like Staples, Staples, you think about like Staples Center. So I yeah. agree. Who I agree. even goes to Staples anymore? I don't know. Everyone buys everything on Amazon. I'm surprised that there's not an Amazon Center yet. No, but I, if I have to, I'll go to Office Max. I don't go to Staples. If I have to, I'll just buy it on at Walmart. That's for, yeah. But no, anyway, it's funny though, because he was like, they were talking, they were like, I think that there needs to be like better nicknames for, for, for like stadiums or that it should either be like town city county arena so like williamson county arena right or like davidson county arena um just to deal with like less of it or like if it's like the at&t center he's like call it like the phone booth i was like i like that right so we could call we call city field just i don't know just just call it a nursing home where players dreams go to die (laughs) yeah no that's that's los angeles angels Angels. yeah that's fair yeah okay where your career ends retirement home say goodbye to Noah Syndergaard. last you're gonna hear from him yep he's done exactly Uh, um i agree i did love when uh warriors were in oracle arena and mm -hmm. because it used to be so loud they call it roracle (laughs) loved that yeah big fan of that yeah and now they're of course in chase center which is amazingly huge that's what i've heard but yeah so here's the other thing though cardinals made a big signing we're finally coming down to our cardinals uh, they f- they find Steven Matz for a four-year, like $44 million contract, right? Isn't that about I right? I thought it was like 70. I don't think it's 70. I think it was like 60 maybe. maybe. I'm wrong. It's like $14 million a year, which I thought was not bad for a lefty, well, a that, solid arm. It's not bad, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but they signed Steven Matz to kind of add to the rotation. And other than that, though, they've added the pitching, but they still have like $40 million in cap space. So I'm really curious, Spencer, what you want them to do. You're right, four-year, $44 million. Okay, that's not that bad. Um, for the Cardinals, you asked me earlier this week about Correa. I'm just thinking Correa probably knows he's one of the best players on the market. He's the, well, he is the player left <coughs> Maybe, on the market. Well, left, but even when it started, yeah. he was probably thinking I'm one of the best. After seeing that Seager contract, dude's going to want so much money that I don't know if the Cardinals, <sighs> yeah. maybe they could, and maybe that's like almost their last piece. Like, you don't have much room for anything else, but do they want to put themselves in that situation? Yeah. The Cardinals have never really been a team that likes to give it all away. No, that's why getting some of these guys recently has been huge. Like, getting an Arenado, getting a Goldschmidt. And it's a, a little On different. good contracts. Different situations. But yeah. getting those guys, you're like, wow, we actually got that name here. It's a lot of times been sort of a, I don't know what the word is, not a Cinderella team because we've had talent, mm-hmm. but sort of like a, you know what I mean, like a, I don't know how to spread around like underdog kind of yeah whatever I don't know the yeah. word I'm looking for is but haven't been a team of stars yeah 
Always. We've had good players in the past, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So Yeah, we've been missing our Albert Pujols, right? That's what you're kind of saying. Because, yeah. I mean, Pujols essentially was like what Acuna is for the Braves and that kind of deal. Right. right. A guy who you draft and you, you bring him up to the minor league system, he plays a whole bunch of different positions, and then he just breaks out at one, right? Um, I think that's – so I want to ask you more, more importantly about one guy that I'm really excited about in the Cardinals organization, that's Nolan Gorman. Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine about this, and he's a, he's a big guy. Uh, he's a big – Nationals fan, and he was like, "Yeah, I was really hoping that you guys would trade us, uh, Gorman, in that Lester deal." And I was like, "Yeah, you're insane, because um, Gorman is easily going to be a future face of the Cardinals organization if he stays healthy, um, and he's even pursued a position change at second base, um, which I'm curious to see if that doesn't mean that maybe Edmund would move to short at some point. I would be okay with that. Probably, I wouldn't hate that at all. Uh, yeah, and then you bring in Gorman, who's a switch hitter or is a lefty or a switch hitter. Who would you rather? Would you rather have Gorman at short or Edmund at short? Uh, I like Edmund's arm right now. He's got a solid arm at second. Um, I don't want to mess up what Tommy's doing. I think it just depends on what the fit is. I think Tommy Edmund is the ultra utility man of the MLB right now, so I really don't care where he plays. I think he doesn't either. I think that's the great thing about him. But the thing is, though, too, is that Arenado does have an option after this year. There's a, I think he has a, I think he has a club option to stay or to go um, if he wanted to hit the free agency market again. And of course, he actually declined his. I think it was his. He had one this year too. Uh, I think it was where he declined the uh, the option, um, so he would be available <coughs> next year. I don't remember exactly how the contract breaks down, um, but you know, you think about maybe if Arenado decides to leave, well, you just slot Gorman in the third, and you're would, fine. That would break my heart. It would break my heart, but I would be okay with Gorman stepping in if he's if he's really as good as they're saying he if is. If he yeah, if he turns out that way. So, Lars Lars Newbar, big Lars guy. I I like what I see. The only problem is, though, is that the outfield just seems – I always feel like we have too many outfielders, you know, because, honestly, I don't want to put anybody else in left field. I love O'Neal. Um, I love Bader's defense. I love his defense. And he's such a glue guy, I think, on the defensive end of the ball. Um, and then Carlson looked great last year. Um, as a rookie. Yeah, as a rookie. Yeah. And he was a, he was a top three guy in – Rookie of the Year race, which honestly, too, the Cardinals finally get a guy in the finalist rate, which is amazing. India was going to win the whole time. Mm-hmm. And at first, I had said, well, if he was in the AL, he would have won easy because of how great a year he had. Realized that that was stupid because a Rosarina is a very good player. And he's sort of the Ben Simmons yep, of the MLB, exactly. but he's a very good player. <laughs> exactly. Well, what, do you like the signing of Steven Matz for the Cardinals? Yeah. I think uh, if, if, we had, if this was 2017, no. Mm-hmm. Um, after what he did with Toronto kind of getting himself right if he maintains that, great guy to have in the rotation. Yeah. So I like it. I thought it was originally for more, which is why I texted you. I was like, we overpaid for this guy. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when you texted me that. I was like, I feel like this is a pretty good, contract. I, this I don't pretty know. good contract. I don't know what I was looking at. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm an idiot, but that's a pretty solid contract, especially mm-hmm. if he performs like he did. So yeah. Yeah, I loved him when he was on the Mets in 2015, yeah. that whole rotation before Matt Harvey disappeared. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a fun guy to have. And he actually, he actually went to uh, the Hills Church. Yeah. Uh, shout out. But yeah, and lives in Nashville. That's Does. where he's, that's where he said he said the reason why he chose to come St. Louis because it was closer to his home in Nashville. So I was like, hey, maybe we we'll try and get him on the pod. Hey, That'd be kind of cool. His, uh, yeah, his wife did piano uh, for the church, and then now she's in like a band. Oh, that's cool. Doing some like that's uh, where you're attending, right? Yeah, I in and out kind of looking yeah. to change scenery, but yeah, definitely. Well, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's um, cool. no, I I love the addition. I think it adds a lefty that lefty to the lineup, and it, it's it's really interesting because the Cardinals kind of have. I don't know, you kind of call it a last dance mentality coming into this year. It's Yachty and Wayno's definite last years. I mean, I think uh, Molina has already kind of announced that he intends to retire after this year. Um, and I do think that as long as, let's say, I don't, let's say Wayno has like a 10 and 10, kind of 3.4.0 ERA next year, which is solid for a guy of his age. A four is a little high, but like even like 3.6. I mean, that's, that's solid. If he keeps I think. ERA under four, I'll be happy. I agree. Um, but, I mean, th- I think there is question of, like, if he might, might want to return. I think is, I think once Molina's gone, I think the Cardinals are set in their in their pace of moving forward. I agree. Um, and so it'll be a last dance kind of year, though, with some of their veterans. Because here's the thing is that, guess what? The year after next, Cardinals are going to have to find a catcher. Um, and they've got a good one in their in their organization, too. I feel like they're just, they've always got guys. Who's Kisner? Uh, no. There's another young guy who's actually a higher prospect than Gorman is. Okay. So, Interesting. It's going to be really, really hard watching a Cardinals game without 
Yachty on the field. I agree. It's just not going to feel right. But, but they've got a lot of pieces, though. they got Libertor, who's been tearing it up here recent, too. Yeah, it's they've even... got Gorman. I mean, it's it's a pretty nasty come up when you think about what the Cardinals have options to, to either trade for other pieces if they don't like what they see or to bring these guys up and let them do their thing. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not worried about it necessarily. It's just that it's going to be a bummer. But mm-hmm. he should have won Gold Glove this year to tie Johnny Bench for second of all time with 10. Somehow Jacob Stallings paid off the voters, I guess. I don't I don't want to hear one argument for why you should have won over Yachty. You're not going to convince me. You can say, oh, Spencer, you're being stubborn. I can hear 8 billion people right now saying, Spencer, you're stubborn. Well, I don't care. Well, 8 billion people, you're stupid. So yep. I... Can I say something crazy? Well, I can subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I say something crazy? Yeah. Roberto Perez, the catcher for the Cleveland Indians, excuse me, Cleveland Guardians now. Hey, hey, watch it. Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> he signed with the Pirates. The I catcher. Yeah. I, it's, what? It's what? The, that does the, not make any sense to me. It's the Pirates. I, I get it, but I'm like, how? I mean, he's not like it's like a $5 million contract. It's like a small deal. But Perez is like good. I mean, he's a veteran, good, good, good catcher. And so I was like, what are you doing? Because you got this gold glove freaking catcher. We'll call him a finalist because he shouldn't have won. <sighs> this gold glove finalist catcher. Go. Um who, I don't get it. I didn't get that. I was like, why would you sign this other guy? I um, just I just wanted, the reason I <sighs> wanted Yachty to get that last year, I mean, obviously you want him to get every year. Ty Johnny Bench is a big deal, second all time. And then to your last year, just go all out and maybe you can get one and then you end up second all time on your own. I think he's going to awesome. get one on his He'd only be behind Rodriguez, the uh, Royd guy. So <laughs> The Royd guy. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many of them. I'm, oh, by the way, Hall of Fame stuff coming out. Oh, we saw some of that. This one person's ballot, they showed it. I guess, I don't know. I mean, I know they're allowed to show because eventually mm-hmm. it comes out, but I don't know why it came out now. Didn't vote for Barry Bonds. Voted for Sammy Sosa. Oh, God. So, for everyone out there, I, here's my issue. Sammy Sosa's also white now. Well, here's, <laughs> yeah. I uh, First of all, if you take steroids, I don't think you should ever be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care if you took it for a game. I don't want you in the Hall of Fame. I think the Hall of Fame for every sport has become way less prestigious than it used to be. Mm-hmm. The criteria has become so less. Everybody says Philip Rivers is a lock. Maybe you'll disagree with me on this. People are saying, though, Philip Rivers is a lock. Eli Manning, I don't know. That's a different debate, but I don't know what. Philip Rivers hasn't even touched an AFC championship. I don't know why this guy's being considered off him. Yeah, he's played for a while, so he has a lot of passing numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, uh, for baseball, not having Barry Bonds, I agree with. Uh, steroid user, screw yourself. I don't want you in baseball. But having Sammy Sosa, who's effectively just a worse Barry Bonds, like yeah. steroid guy, not as many home runs. It's like, what? what's your criteria? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to vote for Sosa, why would you not vote for Bonds? I'm not saying you should vote for either. Correct. Isn't that a little weird, though? Yeah. Well, and I... Oof. Okay, let me let me go on a rant really quick as right. we kind of close, or come to it's our like close your time. It's like your rant in the show. Yeah, I... <laughs> also, look. if everyone hear me cough, my bad. I've been a little <laughs> under the weather. John's just watching me cough all over this place. I'm not contagious, but... It's all good. Um, I saw a lot of... I just, I've seen just a lot, a lot, a lot of graphics this week of like, if you don't think Barry Bonds should be in the, in the Hall of Fame, you're not a real baseball fan. And I'm like... Stupid. I'm like, that's so backwards. Yep. Because I think that here's the thing. We're actually going to do a presentation in our sports management class about steroid use and how. Was oh, that what y'all's is? Mm-hmm, and how I actually believe that it should be allowed and regulated. I just think that it needs to be regulated because here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this. Titan safety. I think it was Kevin Byard actually two years ago missed four games in the NFL season. He got he got four games suspension. Terrible one. That's it. Because he tested positive for steroid usage. Here's the thing, though. PD. In his defense, he, he said... He said, he was like, I didn't know I took anything. It was something his trainer gave him. Yes. Because if you go to GNC and you get the wrong thing, you get the wrong infusion, because guess what else is also not allowed? Creatine. Yeah. And the NCAA is an illegal substance. Yeah. And apparently, too, caffeine is actually too something that can get picked up. Kind of weird. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And so there's got to be some other sorts of... Of things that can be can be done for athletes for players effectively i should say too because steroids don't always help i'm not talking about making your balls smaller and making your balls go farther i'm talking about pause <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about though getting guys healthier more quickly in in a healthy way 
because that's what steroids were created for in the first place, not just making your muscles bigger <laughs> and other take. parts smaller. Interesting take, yeah. Because I just think there's a there's a healthy part of that that I wish that we could be a little less naive to um, and a little more progressive towards um, in both in both college and and the pros. So that's just my opinion about it, even though at the same token, I will say using uppers to get stronger and bigger than other players. It, the thing about the steroid era that brings so much of a kind of, I think, a hard knock and a turn for most players uh, who talk about it is it's like Mark McGuire says, like, everyone's doing it. They just I was just the one who was caught. God, I hate Mark McGuire. I want to go. I don't care. Because also, not everyone five year old, it. What a five-year-old thing to say, by the way. Exactly. It, it's like, this cannot be your cop-out. Because clearly not everyone is doing it. No. Because there's a difference here. Now, granted, I want to say, too, I think that Barry Bonds... Here's the thing. I think that these guys will eventually be in the Hall of Fame. They did a lot for the game. I just don't think it should be in their lifetime. I think that's the band that they get. I think Pete Rose is suffering the same consequence. You'll be there eventually, but it won't be in your lifetime. We will honor you eventually, but it just won't be in your lifetime. Maybe that's fair. Pete Rose is way different than the steroids, though. Agreed. But I just have a hard time because it's the same as cheating on baseball. I think that I'm honestly surprised, too, to say I think that Altuve and Correa and Bregman and I don't know that Verlander will face the repercussion of being an Astro as much as those guys do. But I definitely think that's going to make a huge difference Pitching and a huge different. statement against the Astros um, when they come time eligible after their careers <laughs> are over. What do you think? I agree. I mean, I wanted to. But at the same time, I don't know that it will because so many people seem to have just already dismissed it. Like, all right, well, whatever. And yeah. because people are going to say, well, it was only a few seasons. And I just to me, it's not, about, it's not even about it being baseball. It's in any sport. If you're going to ruin the integrity of the game, do stuff you know is wrong yeah. to enhance your own performance. I'm not even saying you should be kicked out of the league. I'm just saying that's not my criteria for Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame is players that played amazing and played the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unreasonable. Mm-mm. And so you're never going to convince me to let these people in. It's just not going to happen. Pete Rose, mm-hmm. I if I'm commissioner right now, yep. I let Pete Rose in or let him be eligible. Mm-hmm. And I say, think he probably learned his lesson, whatever. I mean, obviously he can't do it again because he's not a player. And just make a statement. But I don't care that he didn't vote against his team because he bet on his team to win. And everybody's like, well, so he couldn't have thrown it. I get all that. If I'm the commissioner, I say, okay, we get it, but I don't care. This was the example. Next guy we find betting, I don't care what he bet on. You're not getting in. And like, scare him a little bit to where you're like, okay, now you've set the rule at least. Mm-hmm. But back then where it was kind of iffy and you're like, but he didn't bet against it. And it's just been so long. Yeah, but the so thing good. was always, though, is that there's a plaque inside every single clubhouse says that you're not, it is not eligible to bet on baseball. And he lied about it. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying you could get me on board with him way before a steroid guy. That's fair. I guess. I, I could see that. I could see, I can see that predicament because steroids was, here's the thing too, is that when the steroid era, ha- when the steroid era happened, it was such a new thing. It was yeah. such a new thing. And so that alone, uh, I think, stretched things out wide and deep. But, man, kind of a deep, kind of a dense episode this week. A little bit. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I need to, like, go, like, cry. Like, they're right. just, I mean, the Titans are losing. Baseball's in a lockout. <laughs> um, At least it's a bye way. We can't lose this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. 0-2. Yeah. 0-2 in the last three weeks. There we go. Um, hopefully they come back stronger. Who, what's the next matchup for the Titans after that week? So if I can, uh, Jacksonville on December 12th. Oh, this praise. just came out. It said Spotify wrapped 2021 Yankees edition. <laughs> Top artist, Jonathan Loisega. Top songs, number one, Can We Effing Score? <laughs> number two, <laughs> Jesus Christ Chapman. Number three, Everyone Has COVID. Number four, Pass It to the Italians. <laughs> Dude, this just... All right, watching oh, your top funny. activity was watching the Stanton Grand Slam. <laughs> you watched it 1,247 times. <laughs> that is genius. Whoever <laughs> came up with that, shout out. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Titans play Jacksonville at home December 12th. Uh, normally, I've gone to every home game. I was trying to go to every one this year. Probably not going to go. Sat in that Texans game in the rain. Uh, oh, you did? For nothing. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Um, I'll give tickets to my mom whenever she can go bring some friends or whatever. But I'm not... Uh, I'm so sick of the Titans because I'll always say, well, we want more fans in the stands and all this and all that. And we've been a good team to where some of these games fans should have shown up more. I get that. Mm-hmm. 
don't go do this and then get pissed off. We don't care. Here's the thing. When that, you lose the Texans. The that, Texans. And here's what makes me mad is people talk about the fans like and also the fans and also thank them and also they were great. The fans are the sport. Mm-hmm. They are essentially the owners. It's their money that drives everything. And people say, well, there's also television and advertisement. Yeah. Why do you think people pay for advertising? Because fans will watch it. It's all about the fans. It's their hard-earned money. There's some dude. Not everyone's well-off got season tickets. Some dude saved up money to take his two kids to a football game. He spent his money on you guys. He has the right to not come if you guys play bad. He has the right to be pissed off. He has the right to not come every week. So I just it gets a little irritating when I hear some of these press conferences of, well, we need more fans. Play better. Mm-hmm. You're getting millions of dollars. Yeah, don't lose to the, what was it, the Jets? Jets and Texans. Yep. And you're getting paid. And I'm not, people say, well, millionaires are still people. I'm not saying they're not people. Long. I'm just saying you're getting paid a heck of a lot more than the than electrician does, the than seat. the plumber does, who doesn't make yep. six figures, who works his butt off, six, doesn't mess figures. up like you do. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's just a mini rant. But yeah, yeah deep episode. Yeah, definitely. Sure. All right. Anything else? That's it? No. No. We'll go for another two hours if we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, we'll be kind of coming back at you guys a little bit. We'll have to talk a little bit break schedules, see what that looks going to look like, especially as the offseason kind of winds down a little bit. There'll be more basketball action. And, of course, too, more excitingly, there'll be more college football. We'll have to get. We'll have to kind of dive a little bit more into that. we got to kind of talk a little bit about uh, Ohio State, Michigan this week a little bit, which is kind of fun. Um, kind of going from there, though. College football playoffs looking pretty nasty. Um, I'd love to talk more, too, about even – you'll have to maybe stay tuned. I'll talk about this next week, even the college football playoff, maybe expanding, kind of seeing what that kind of looks like, what your thoughts yeah. are on that. Uh, but currently right now, though, top four is looking pretty nice. Uh, we got Georgia, who's probably going to win it all yeah. and deserves to. Uh, but, yeah, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Cincinnati. Bearcats, Stop baby. Cincinnati. Stop. Um, so – Pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff to say the least. But I think that's all we got for you. Like anything else, Spence? No, that's all. That's all we got. I'm gonna keep coughing if I talk. To you. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Alrighty, guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening with us on any stream platform you got for us. If you like to leave a like, rating, review down below, it helps out a lot. Gets us out to new audience. Just uh, leave a like, rating, and share it up if you can. We appreciate that a lot. We will see you next week. Bye, bye, bye.